we have a very special guest with us tonight. The Sydney Film Festival is only one week away. It is the big film event of the year. We are all extremely excited and we are joined by the festival director, Nashan Moodley. Nashan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on the show. It's great to be here. So it's, it's a big year. The festival's a week away. It's 12 wonderful days. Tell us about Sydney Film Festival 2017. Well, we have, I think, a selection of really great films from all around the world. We've really worked hard and watched many, many, many films to come up with the final selection of 288 films from 59 countries. And uh, the reaction to the program has been really great. We've managed to secure some very new films straight from Cannes, which is always pretty difficult to do. And um, we're very happy with what we've got. No, it's, it's, it's marvellous. It's very exciting. You've got quite a few Australian premieres to boot uh, over the course of the festival. Yeah, We Don't Need a Map, the opening night film with a very topical subject, given the wave of populism in Australia and internationally. Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a provocative film. It's a very, very funny film, and, and you'll, you'll see that um, in the next week. I think uh, Warwick Thornton is a really great filmmaker, and here he's looking at an issue that I think caused a lot of controversy, uh, a statement of his about the Southern Cross and how it was being used and perceived in recent times. And, and rather than shy away from the issue, he's, he's decided to make a film about it. And I think that's a, a very good reaction. And it's a film that's going to, I think, cause a lot of thought and, and debate. And I think we're going to have a great night on Wednesday when we play it for the first time. I think it's great to open the festival with a statement about the Australian character and how there are things essential to this country um, that transcend ideologies and um, political movements and that are just essential to who we are and what this land is. Absolutely, and I think Warwick's done a very thorough job um, in a very fun way of, mm. of examining the, the Southern Cross and its, and its meaning. Right, and it's, right. it's symbolism, and um, you're quite right. I think it's uh, um, a great film, and uh, it's going to tick those boxes you've been suggesting. Right, right. And the following night, you have another Australian premiere uh, with, another, with a very well-known Australian actor. Uh, it's called, the film is called Ellipsis. Yes, it's directed by David Wenham. It's uh, a film made in a very unusual way. The entire film was conceived of, workshopped, and shot in 10 days. And it has this very light improvisational air about it. I think it's a very refreshing film. It's David's first film as director, and I think he's done a great job. Oh, it's very exciting. And you've got quite a few uh, coming up over the weekend, too. International premieres as well. You have a film with Tony Collette. We have uh, a film. We have two films with Tony Collette. Actually, we have uh, Fun Mum Dinner, and the film you're talking about is a French film called Madame, uh, where we'll have we'll present the world premiere of the film, and it stars Tony Collette and Harvey Keitel, um, a, f a Paris set comedy, romance drama, and wonderful performances. It's it's really fun film, and we're delighted to have the world premiere in Sydney. The one I'm really interested about is because I've been reading up on my James Baldwin. So I'm not your Negro because that's done really well in the States and I'm really, really happy to see it here. So tell us a bit about that. It's truly a fantastic film. I think um, I, I really agree with the, the New York Times, which says it's a, a life-changing film. And it uses the words of James Baldwin, that fantastic writer and, and uh, analyst of race in America. And he planned to write uh, a book about this, the lives and, and killings of three of his friends, Medgar Evers, Martin Luther King Jr., and Malcolm X. It's a book that he never finished, and it's not been encountered before this film. 
really. But Raoul Peck, who's uh, the wonderful Haitian filmmaker, uh, has made some incredible films like um, Malak Tropical, like uh, Lumumba. He really wanted to do something with Baldwin's work and convinced the family that he had an idea that was going to make these words really live again. And that he does. Uh, the entire film is in Baldwin's words, either through the manuscript, which is narrated very beautifully by Samuel L. Jackson, or through footage of Baldwin himself. And we look at what he was contemplating about race in America all those, all those decades ago and see the connections to race in America now, and not just in America, but I think in many different places. And it's a, a very challenging, illuminating film, and I think it's very important for everyone to see it. Yeah, I think it's quite a unique experience. The other one I wanted to talk about was Wolf and Sheep, because that's also quite, you know, something quite challenging and quite new. And from a Afghan perspective, we haven't got that perspective uh, across the world. So, when winning that in Cannes, the director's fortnight. So, I just think that's quite new, and it's interesting that he would choose that in a competition as well. Yes, it's it's really a remarkable film. It's made by a young uh, Afghan woman director called Shabanu Sadat, who will be here with us with us at the festival to present the film. And what I love about the film is is just uh, what you describe. It's it's really an unusual take. We we don't see Afghanistan on the screen very much at all. Um, when we do, it's usually <laughs> just as part of uh, a war, and and you you rarely see a lot of negative stereotypes. Yes, absolutely. And uh, this is a film about a a village, and and we we understand the society and this village through its children. But what the film does remarkably well is that it also brings into the film the mythology of Afghanistan, and these are uh, fantastic myths. They really really wonderful so there's this sense of magic realism to the film um, there's a naked green fairy there's um, <laughs> a, a wolf that can shed its skin they're, they're amazing things in this film so I, I think it's a, a, a very daring debut film and that's why it's in the competition wow and what I think what is also amazing is that you're quite a magician because you have the foresight because you've picked some of the winners from Khan and they're there in the in the Khan's picks, which is pretty fantastic. We have Begald, which is Sophie Coppola winning the second, only the second ever Best Director. Awarded to a woman. Yep, it's fantastic. We have In the Fade with Diane Kruger also taking Best Actor category. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's very difficult to predict what juries do um, anywhere in the world and at any any festival but of course we we're very delighted to have these films um, these are, are very big films they're by major directors um, Sofia Coppola, Fatah Akin we have the wonderful uh, Michael Haneke's new film Happy End which I'm delighted with I think it's a very special and powerful film and many more from Cannes and uh, perhaps there'll be a few more <laughs> in the wow, days to come teasing, teasing that oh, well, very exciting and um, I, one I'm excited for, I already have tickets for, is Wind River, uh, with quite a, an incredible cast. And it's only one of the few. You've got so many from Khan, but that's one in particular I think will get audiences quite getting going. Yes, and another award winner. It won the Best Director Prize at, in Southern Regard in Cannes. And it's, uh, again, a, a great first film by a very talented uh, scriptwriter. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's very powerful. It's a... a a thriller it's a murder investigation but really looks 
at the context of this particular place, uh, a reservation, and and that community and and how they're affected by violence and and drugs. And uh, yeah, it's a tremendous film. I am quite impressed with how the feature section goes quite off the beaten track this year. Um, I'm very happy to see a new Love Diaz once again represented. But um, yeah, there's a lot of films on here that even as someone who tries to follow the big three international festivals have completely passed me by. Um, What are some of the interesting films that you think are represented in the features category? There's so many. There's so many. And um, I think we're very excited to present many of these films um a few of the beaten track that i i i think i would really suggest to people who who want new adventures in the cinema to see something they've never seen before um something not easily comprehensible but magical at the same time uh, is a film like the ornithologist uh, a portuguese film by uh, João Pedro Rodriguez. It's very hard to define this film. It's, I find it difficult to even describe. Um, that but, sounds good to me. Yeah, but it's uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's 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 quite a trip. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm in. That sounds excellent. And we're gonna we're going to go to a quick break. But we'll be back with Nash and Midley talking more about the Sydney Film Festival. Stay tuned. Sydney Film Festival is now on sale. There's over 350 screenings of 288 films from 62 countries over 12 days in 10 venues. From the magnificent State Theatre in the city to the Ritz Cinema in Randwick, there's bound to be a film and venue just right for you. It all happens from June 7 to 18, and you can buy your flexi passes or single tickets right now at sff.org.au. Sydney Film Festival, proudly sponsoring 2SER 107.3. And we're back on Film Fight Club with Sydney Film Director Nash and Moodley. And there are quite a few strands at this year's festival, a few that have got us very excited and very much looking forward to next week. I was wondering about some of the documentaries that you feel are interesting or worthy of our listeners' time this year. Well, I think my colleague Jenny Neighbour has once again put together a fantastic documentary program. We have uh, some documentaries in very high-profile slots. As we mentioned, the opening film, We Don't Need a Map. We have I'm Not Your Negro in the competition. Those are films I'm particularly fond of, obviously. I think some of the other great documentaries we have are Chasing Coral, a film that was very successful at Sundance earlier this year and that looks at uh, the great devastation of coral around the world and, and really tracks how quickly it can happen and does so in a, in a very powerful way. Uh, uh, another film I like and, and uh, is called Abacus, Small Enough to Jail. Which, uh, great Steve James. Yeah, which looks at a... Which looks at a uh, I think the only bank that was actually prosecuted following the global financial crisis uh, the only American bank that was prosecuted and it's a very small bank in Chinatown and it just (laughs) looks at the politics behind that the banking system the Mm. let's say the zeal of the uh, prosecuting authority in that case it's a fascinating film about this small family bank and and what they went through both of those films sound like they're about subjects which could otherwise have completely passed audiences by stories which need to be told sure <laughs> absolutely absolutely another documentary that i absolutely love and and i find it very bizarre because uh, of all the sports motorsport is my least favorite right. <laughs> and um i went to a screening of mclaren um when jenny and i first saw it and it's it's really a fantastic film about bruce mclaren um 
the racing car driver and racing car designer and it, it's really such a compelling powerful portrait of 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 this man that i i think it's an amazing film right right I had, uh, looking at it reminded me of Senna, which was a similarly impactful film, I think, for people who weren't into motorsports. Absolutely, absolutely, and, right. and that's exactly how I felt watching it. So it's a film I recommend very highly. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, and let's move on to Indian cinema, which often doesn't get a lot of representation in other festivals around the world. But Unless Ferrat is in the building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, but SFF, of course, uh, doesn't fall in that category. So, you know, we have some really good films, like Hotel Salvation, we have Newton, and we have... Uh, Sexy Dorga, which is, I think, a really interesting collaboration, which sort of, you know, we have spoken word with rap and poetry mixed into it. So talk about that. Yeah. And we also have, uh, uh, just on documentaries, we also have a great documentary called An Insignificant Man, which yes. looks at uh, uh, the politician Arvind Kejriwal. And uh, Wiener did pretty well last year. So yes. I'm, and I'm, I'm hoping this in is, the same vein. Uh, this this is in Wiener territory. Um, <laughs> I'm very happy with the Indian films we have this year. I think Hotel Salvation by uh, Shubhashish Bhutiani, uh, a first film. He's a very young filmmaker in his mid-twenties. And it's, a f I guess, a funny film about death. And <laughs> looking at... It's, a, it's about a, a man who's who feels he's reached the end of his life, he convinces his son that he has to go to the holy city of uh, Varanasi to die there so he can die a very good death. Uh, but once he gets there, he discovers a new lease of, on life. He finds a TV show he likes. He <laughs> likes food. He finds some friends, perhaps a romantic interest. And it's a very funny film about about death and family and connection. And um, I, I think it's incredible that a young director um, yeah. has taken on this very big subject and done it so so very well uh sexy Duga is a very creepy film it's a very <laughs> scary film uh, i think very in inspired by hanukkah yeah and uh, he's done an incredible job it's 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 a it's a terrifying film in in which very little of terror actually happens you okay. don't see very much that happens those are the best uh, terrifying yeah yes. but, but it's the truly it's truly terrifying yeah. mm. and um i i think it's uh it's really wonderful and newton is a a, a great film too um uh, a, a comedy set during an election it, it looks at i guess this idea of democracy and and india is often cited as the world's biggest democracy <laughs> um and it looks at that <laughs> idea of this election of you know 900 million voters um, that takes months and months and months uh, the rhetoric around democracy and the actual practice of democracy and a uh, very funny film I think I've convinced Glenn to watch that so. oh, I, I, I'm getting tickets but you're, com you're coming with me yes of course I am. <laughs> no, it, it'll be a lot of fun and speaking of we uh, have a lot of music fans on the station and there are two streams uh, that are I think a lot of them will be very keen on one is the retrospective on punk music and the other is the general sounds on screen section among which you have three films from one of my very favorite bands sex pistols as well as a host of other great music documentaries yeah every year the music related films do very well at the festival and i think this year we have a, a, a quite a range um from michael button uh, michael winterbottoms on the road to um Whitney, Can I Be Me? Uh, we have the fantastic punk retrospective, which my colleague Richard Kuypers put together. He's a, a real punk tragic. So uh, yeah, for, yeah. for the 40th anniversary of <laughs> punk, he really wanted to do something, and he'll be DJing uh, during the festival as well at the Festival Hub. So, yeah, come see some films and listen to Richard DJ and, yeah, enjoy the punk. 
Beyond the ability to discover films that are new and might otherwise not be seen at all, uh, which I appreciate very much, the Sydney Film Festival also gives us the opportunity to witness a lot of classic films on the big screen. And I think there are some particularly exciting selections this year. Yeah, we're really really happy to to present uh, a retrospective of the great filmmaker Akira Kurosawa, uh, the wonderful Japanese filmmaker. We're working with David Stratton again to present this retrospective. He made the selection of 10 essential Kurosawa films. And the reaction has been incredible. There's um, many of these screenings will sell out. I think, I hope all of them will sell out. And uh, what we try to do with that retrospective in in particular is, is not only have people who have seen and loved those films watch them again, revisit them, but we also want to introduce these films on, on the big screen uh, to a new generation who've never seen them on the big screen. So I think that's that's pretty important. I think Kurosawa is one of the directors who most demands it, you know, with his huge uh, long shots, you know, with very minute detail that really needs a big screen to be appreciated properly. Absolutely. And I think he's one of the directors who in some ways first understood or created new ways of using that big screen. Right. right. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's vitally important uh, to see. I wish I could see all the 10 Kurosawas so on the I. big screen <laughs> yeah. uh, during this festival. It's uh, something denied me, but I hope many other people take the chance. Right. I was also uh, excited to see Taste of Cherry coming back up on the big screen in, uh, um, in, Light of the Passing of Abbas Kiarostami. Yeah, he was such a fantastic filmmaker mm. and, and a marvelous man. Um, I met him a few times and right. you, you, you never forget meeting Kiarostami. I think he, was, he had <laughs> such an incredible presence. Very, very uh, vital filmmaker. And we have a, a, a wonderful tribute to him in the form of a documentary called uh, 76 Minutes and 15 Seconds with Abbas Kiarostami. And it's uh, a delightful portrait of the man, of his curiosity, of his... Uh, of his magical sense of the world, I guess. Um, he loved poetry and photography and um, was just so curious about everything. And, and this film really captures that very beautifully. It's uh, time well spent with the great master who we'll miss for a long time. And very you, thankful to have that. And you have another stream at the festival, something that's very dear to my heart, the screenability section. I've been very fortunate already to see uh, one of the films. It's not yet Darkness. It's fantastic, but it has connection to another film, there's playing at the festival quite a special connection. Yes, it's um, a film called My Name is Emily. And the documentary you mentioned is, uh, looks at this filmmaker, uh, stricken with uh, an illness, um, who when, when just on the verge of achieving his filmmaking dreams. But he goes ahead and makes the film. And uh, it's, it's great to have the film and, and also the documentary that looks at that process. And you have quite a few festival venues this year. Um, We have listeners from all around Sydney. Where can people go to see movies this year at the festival? Well, we have the usual venues, of course. The State, we have uh, event cinemas at George Street. We are at Dendi Upper Keys. Uh, Again, we're at Kusula. Uh, at the Par House, and uh, that's going to be great. Uh, we return to the Hayden Orpheum in Cremorne, uh, a wonderful cinema. We introduced Randwick Ritz this year. Very and, exciting uh, for yeah, us eastern yes. suburbs people. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great cinema too, and uh, we're, we're delighted with the response so far. We are back at the Art Gallery of New South Wales, and of course we take on the Town Hall uh, with the Hub 
and uh, fantastic uh, really happy to be there VR showcase will still be at the hub once again yes yes and uh, we're very happy with the selection of VR films we have this year it's been done by Leo Faber and Sean Gladwell of the Bad Faith Collective they've done a wonderful job I think they've they've scarred the globe and found some really powerful works and uh, I think it's going to be great fantastic and saving what for me might be the best to last people at Khan might have been upset about the presence <laughs> of Netflix films but I am very very grateful for the chance to see Okja at the big, on the big screen with Bong Joon-ho in attendance introducing the film I'm very excited too but uh, Bong Joon-ho's uh, a hero of mine I've loved his films for the longest time myself as well and um, it's really such a delight for me that he's going to be here with us for the for the screening it's one of very few screenings in the entire world on the big screen it's the only screenings um, on the big screen in, in Australia and uh, it's just so wonderful that director Bong said he really wanted to be in Sydney and and uh, with Netflix got us the film so I'm, I'm truly delighted to have this as a closing film and I hope everyone comes out and uh, having seen the film not on the big screen um, I would say it's a film that really should be and really deserves to be seen on the big screen. It's truly amazing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Yes, we're, we're all very excited. I've got my tickets to the closing night now. Nash, we know you have to go. You know, we know you're working 24-7 on the festival. And, but we have one last question. For all the people out there listening who, some who will have been to the festival, but for those who have never been before, what do you say to them? Well, I'd say this is a festival of... of so many films. I think by the end we'll have 300 films. And we really think and construct this program with the idea that we have something for everyone. So I always encourage people to take a chance, see something, trust us. We've, uh, <laughs> we've made some... Uh, trust us. <laughs> yes. We have uh, really wonderful films. We think there's something for you. And try with a few films um, to begin. Uh, buy a single ticket. But uh, we think you'll be satisfied and you'll enter this incredible world of cinema that happens in Sydney within 12 days and uh, we think you'll be hooked it's an embarrassment of riches <laughs> no no but it's good because I made all my friends through Sydney Film Festival you we and you all, and yeah we all become we all, friends we all met at the hub last year actually. yeah that's great so, yeah it's uh, we really grateful Nash and uh, the festival the 12 days are the 7th to the 19th of June 18th? all around Sydney 7th to the 18th excuse yep. me the 18th um, Nash and thank you so much for joining us it's a great pleasure thanks for having me on your show and we'll be back very shortly talking about DC and Wonder Woman. Stay tuned. Look your creative potential without giving up your day job. NIDA Studio courses run part-time across weekends, offering pre-professional training for ages 15 plus. Guided by Australia's leading practitioners, you'll develop skills in acting, directing, writing, filmmaking or musical theatre over 6 or 12 months. Audition June 24 for a July start. Get details at nida.edu.au forward slash studios. NIDA is a proud sponsor of 2SER. And we're back on Film Fight Club. Oh, wasn't that great to have Nash in this in the studio? I am so real. excited. Oh God, it's just childlike wonder. It's it's one week. One week we're going to be watching. We don't need a map on the big screen at the State Theatre. And I then many, probably about three hundred more films to follow until our eyes become rectangles. Yes, like running from <laughs> one venue to the other. This is what my life is. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's the best. So uh, you just mentioned childlike wonder, and I feel that's a <laughs> very interesting word, considering. Our next subject, Wonder Woman. So this is out tomorrow. It is the big, big release of the week. Uh, it is uh, starring Gal Gadot. 
as the Wonder Woman, as one of the iconic DC characters. And um, we'll, we'll talk about the film in quite some detail, but I've got to say, in my view, this was the best DC film in five years. And that not, may, may not be a very high bar, but Wonder Woman has vaulted over it. And it's really a film you should see. Yeah, I loved it. Look, I'm usually a very cynical person, as everyone in the studio would know, as Chris definitely would know. I, I think I'm the resident cynic in the building, but <laughs> okay, you can be number two. I just Chris, maybe. Maybe that's, that's uh, <laughs> my default role. But I was really, really blown away by this film. It's just so much fun because it actually is an origin story which cares about the character. You see the character going through the journey and it's not the usual DC sort of very self-obsessed narrative which DC films fall into, which is all about godlike imagery, all about Christianity and religion and superheroes wanting to be demigods and yet trying to be human at the same time. To be fair, there were a lot of demigods in this film, and there was there was a ten minute prologue talking about Greek mythology. So there was okay. okay, Beside that, which is the usual pitfall DC can often fall into, what I really liked that this film, there were not a lot of people giving it a chance. And I felt this film really proved them wrong in a very good way. This is not, okay, let's put this out of the window. Let's chuck this argument out of the window. This is not a good film because it is the first female superhero film. This is not a good film because it's directed by a female director. Yes, those are good points to be made, but this is just a darn good film on any day of the week. No, this film, I mean, it was enjoyable. The action scenes were well done. The casting was exceptional. And Gal Gadot, you could not have hoped for a better lead. I'll just come out here and admit that I haven't seen this film yet. I, as the resident cynic, who is also incredibly (laughs) superhero fatigued, would like to know why I should see this film. Could you guys sell me on it? This is well. First of all, there's the cast. Chris right. Pine in the supporting role is absolutely hilarious. There's a he was few... great in Into the Woods. That guy has a yeah. lot of unrealized screen potential. I think. Yeah, it's so there's funny. A right? Lot of humor, a lot of humor in this film. It's a very, but more importantly, I think this film actually has something to say about our superhero culture, okay. about how we look up to superheroes, and also just about humanity. I think there is a lot of actual interplay between the current sexual politics and current zeitgeist about how people interact with each other and where we find ourselves today. So it's a very relevant, very current film. Yeah, I mean, there's been many, many opportunities for Marvel and many other franchises to have a female-led superhero film. Marvel and dragged their heels. Yeah, the the, the Scarlett Hansen uh, one that has just not materialized, but DC have Thank done goodness. It, and they have done it well and there was uh, speaking of the casters I didn't realize till today but uh, one of the, the comic relief was Dawn from The Office yes and she was fantastic it really played well and I'm just amazed one of the other things also that stands out is actually the costume of Wonder Woman because let's be honest it's it's not the most apparent aspect that usually you can say a plus point of the character but the way Patty Jenkins frames it and the way the cinematography actually presents it, this is very much part of the body armor instead of using it as a costume. And that's what is quite amazing about this film. I like from what I've seen of it um, that the costume is being presented in all its unabashed, bright-colored ridiculousness. Yeah, there it, is no objectification there, and I was right. so relieved for that. The DC films so far have seemed to shy away from presenting the superhero suits as they are, like trying to turn Superman's bold, bright color, you know, 
um, beacon of glory into like this dark armor. Whereas I like yeah, seeing hey, it's boring. Wonder Woman. She looks like Wonder Woman. She looks like a comic book character. They don't seem to be ashamed of making a comic book movie here. And the action sequences, gosh, I mean, there they is, were amazing. There's a scene, one scene on the Western Front, it's set during the First World War, and there's another scene in a small French village, uh, both of which are just remarkable. And you would expect, uh, potentially in an action film, for it not to be dealt with uh, so succinctly or with nuance. But no, um, there was a lot in this film that yes. was just... Full-blown, out-and-out action. And also, what I, what I also liked was that there wasn't too many cuts with the action sequences that you often find to make them look slick. This was done in a proper wide frame that you could see all the characters in play, which often doesn't happen, especially in blockbuster superhero movies. Okay, that's was, selling me. And it was funny. Okay, yeah, it's a really funny film. And yeah, I was so on board with this. I was crying. I was laughing. Wow, okay. I was the one laughing. And I'm always the one person weirdly laughing in every screening. But in this one, I was definitely cheering for the film as well. Does this bode well for Justice League, potentially? Uh, let's not jump the shark. Let's not jump the shark, no. <laughs> but look, it seems that they've done it, at least uh, made a good film, and it's in cinemas tomorrow, one definitely worth catching. We're almost bang out of time. Um, we will be joining you over the coming two weeks of the Sydney Film Festival. We'll be talking much more on that. There will be many screenings, many great events, and we seriously encourage, if you haven't, especially if you haven't been before, it's really, really worth going, and not just that, the social aspect, you will meet yeah. amazing Just come talk to Hang us. Hang out at the Hub. Come see us. Yeah, come, come see us, us at the Hub. Just yell loudly, where is Film Fight Club? <laughs> exactly. Until, you know, we... Or just come and talk to us. More yeah. likely, we'll take you to a screening ourselves because we're just film tragics. Yeah, yes. pretty much. Well, we'll see you at the festival. We look forward to joining you there. Have a wonderful night and enjoy movies. Good night. Night, well, Wonder Woman.